Today, 2.1 billion people, nearly 30% of the world's population, are overweight. My guest today is doing his part to reduce that number. This is YPO 10-Minute Tips from the Top. I'm Kevin Dom, and each week I bring you insights from the world's top executives of YPO, all made possible with grants from Gazelle's Growth Institute, www.growthinstitute.com. YPO member Scott Penn struggled with his weight from a young age, and when his parents launched their Weight Watchers franchise in Australia, he attended his first meeting at age 13. After starting in advertising, Scott joined the family business at Weight Watchers and helped it grow into the largest Weight Watchers franchise in the Pacific. Once acquired by private equity, Scott became CEO of Weight Watchers Australasia and global vice president of Weight Watchers International. Scott and his team helped take the company public and had a wonderful exit before the age of 30 in 2001. Today, Scott is the founder and CEO of SP Health and the author of The Click Diet, inspired by his own weight loss journey. SP Health won the Amber Award for Best Online Application in the Biggest Loser Club. A serial entrepreneur, Scott owns the international surf brand Aloha and also owns the manly Warringah Sea Eagles, a professional rugby team in Sydney, which boasts eight league championships in five consecutive decades. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kevin. So, Scott, I understand you've got some sort of product that you're working on related to DNA and weight loss. Explain this to me, please. Yeah, Kevin, we've got a very exciting development we're going to do a crowd science project that we're launching in September this year. We're trying to get about 100,000 people in the US to get involved in a trial of a beta version of a DNA diet product that we're going to be launching in market DNA, in 2019. So you're going to look at the types of people's DNA and then classify them in groups? Or? Yep. So we'll be giving people a personalized program based on elements of their DNA and then elements of their physiology and elements of their eating behavior. And you're working with the Mayo Clinic? Yes. It? Yes, we are. We've got a joint development agreement with Mayo Clinic that we've had in place for about four years already. And this is one of the developments that has come out of that. And we're very excited about is it. Is it hard to find 100,000 people? Or... I don't think so. The important thing with this is we're actually going to ask them to stump up a little bit of money themselves. So it's not just going to be a free trial. We want people to actually be committed to the process because we find that if there's a small monetary commitment, they're at least committed to the process. Define small monetary commitment. $99. We're not asking too much, but we need them to be committed because we want it to succeed. Is the business that you started post Weight Watchers, that's the one you're in now? Yes. So tell me about the business that you started and where yes, is that? So today? I started SP Health back in the end of 2006, very much focused on the weight loss industry and the fitness industry. Part of it was seeing the success of weightwatchers.com and then the proliferation of online diet programs. So the need is massive. It's you know 1.9 billion people globally are overweight or obese. It's going to be one of the biggest health afflictions that all countries around the world are going to face over the next 20 years. Having been involved previously with Weight Watchers and seeing the emergence of the online business and how many lives you can touch in an online world, it was a no-brainer for me to focus purely online. But you didn't feel that was already being covered by Weight Watchers and Nutrisystem and Jenny Craig and because they've no, all got online components. They've got online components, but no one was specifically focusing just online. So from a marketing standpoint, this is obviously a content-heavy program. Very content-heavy, and it's all about results. So with our Total Wellbeing Diet product, it's a money-back guarantee, but it's actually a refund if you succeed, which is turning on its head. So what we do is if you interact with the system, it's a 12-week program. If you log in on four different days and you weigh in every week, 
If you do that for the 12 weeks and as long as you've lost weight at the end of 12 weeks, you get it free. And what other online tools are you using besides content delivery? We use a lot of video content, some tutorials, but it's really about trying to personalize the content to them. So the online diary is a really strong component so they can see what are they eating, what are they drinking, are they getting enough water. We look at their food, we look at the combinations of the things that they're eating, and we've got algorithms within the system that try then to give them the right menu plan for the next week. Do they use counselors in the same way that the other weight loss systems have? We do have dietitians on staff, so we do have a premium product where they can do an online session once a week with a dietitian to help them go through their results and take them through. So we do have a premium product called Dietitian Connect that does that. And you can basically do this anywhere. Are you dealing with language issues or are you just primarily focused in English? English for now, but we are working exactly that. That's the next iteration is we're looking at Spanish and we're actually looking at Asia as well. Because as an online business, you don't have any really regulatory restrictions to deal with of being able to cross boundaries. No, obviously you have significant privacy issues that you need to be aware of because we are obtaining some sensitive data in terms of height, weight, age, and things like that. I mean, obviously not financial details, but there's some sensitive data that we have to be aware of and make sure with our terms of service and privacy policy that they are meeting the local regulations. So how's the growth been? Phenomenal. We're up 100% year on year at the moment with a very strong... Profitable? You are a semi-tech startup. So. We, we, are, no, we, we call ourselves an 11-year startup we, um, you know, and we actually have just made our maiden profit this year and we've got great trajectory for the coming years. So take me on your next on the journey. entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. yeah, so I started SP Health in end of 2006. I actually had bought in the year off, I'd bought a football team and a surf business. They're more, they're more I, passion well, projects. By, by football team, we mean a, soccer, a rugby, soccer. No, actually a rugby oh, team. Oh, rugby team. Yeah, in, oh, in the national competition. It's a pretty Not serious thing. Not to be confused thing. with soccer, Australian football, That's American, right. <laughs> but it was rugby. Rugby league, yes. Great. Would you do it again? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, a, it, can it, you make it any money? passion project. No, I think that's the thing. I mean, I think from a family value point of view, we have what we call our three C's. So we have corporate or commercial, we have community, and we have charity. So the corporate side is we need to make money from that to pay for everything else. So that's very focused on profitability, revenue, buying businesses or growing the business. The community side, we actually put the football team in the community side. So we don't expect it to make money, but we don't expect it to lose money. But we absolutely run it as a proper business with good corporate governance and make sure that we can be successful, but without blowing the budget. And then the charity is a pure foundation where we give about a million dollars a year away to a handful of charities. Any particular focus on that or just... Yeah, there is. A bowel cancer is actually a very strong focus. My grandfather's the longest surviving bowel cancer patient in Australia. And ironically enough, my mother was just diagnosed with rectal cancer three months ago. So she's in the best of care now on the back of being invested. I guess we started or funded the start of Bowel Cancer Australia about 10 years ago. So Do you involve terrific. the boys in the foundation? Yeah, we actually are doing that right now. I mean, they've been involved for a long time. But what we're doing right now is we're actually giving them a, a small amount that a they small can portfolio give, a that small they portfolio can, that they can give to their own charity of choice. So that, that must be quite a challenge for them. There are so many things that they can do with that money, and they'll find very quickly that 
that amount probably isn't enough to do everything they want exactly and it won't go very far to be fair and that's good because that's going to challenge them and that's what we want that i think a lot of people don't realize also with giving they not only have to figure out who to give the money to based on need but they have to figure out who to give the money to based on the ability to do something with it very much very much i mean i think that's probably our greatest frustration is that we do look at charities and their administration costs. We want to make sure that as much of the money is getting to the grassroots and to the cause as possible. And that's one of my biggest frustrations is duplication of administration with charities. And you know that's something we're trying to work with a number of them is trying to amalgamate them, even keep the cause appropriate, but make sure we get administration costs as low as possible so as much money can get to the front line. Okay, Scott, it's time for the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I am. What is your favorite question to ask when you meet someone new? What they're passionate about. Name three of your personal core values. Empathy, respect, and drive. Who has had the greatest impact on you as a leader? My parents would have had the greatest impact, but in different respects. My father, he's a bit of a dreamer and from an aspiration. And then my mother in terms of giving me the belief that I can do anything. What is your favorite business book? The most recent one that I've really been implementing in our business is called Traction by Gina Wickman. What are you reading right now? I did a short course at Harvard earlier in the year, the YPO course, and I'm reading Different by one of the Harvard professors there, Young Me Moon. What is the one leadership trait that brings success? Leading by example every day. What is the one leadership trait that kills success? Lack of emotional intelligence. Name one daily behavior that will help a leader grow. I think 30 minutes of exercise daily is probably the most important thing to just give you that bit of downtime and thinking time, but also makes you feel much better. Name one trait that makes an employee valuable. Curiosity. What's your strangest daily habit? Leaving my inbox on an even number. Why is that? I don't know. It's obviously just a quirk. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you think about it, it does make sure that you've paid attention to your inbox every day. Definitely. What's the best way to show employees appreciation? I think by celebrating success and personally thanking everyone involved for their involvement. Well, we certainly appreciate the opportunity to celebrate your success, Scott. Thank you so much for being here. Terrific. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for joining us today, and thanks to Gazelle's Growth Institute for underwriting this program. Learn more at growthinstitute.com. Join me next week when I'll be interviewing YPO member Kara Huss, who will share how Andy Warhol inspired her to make a significant career transition. I'm Kevin Dom, and you're listening to YPO 10-Minute Tips from the Top. To learn more about YPO, please visit ypo.org.